You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with J and J. Hello, everyone. Glad that you're giving us your available time to listen to a podcast. Now, I'm so thankful in this generation we live in with the technology that we have. Mm-hmm. You can multitask and really have your AirPods in a lot or your corded microphone. Corded microphone? Not, well, corded microphone head- built in with headphones oh. that you get with older Apple phones. I don't have a new Apple phone. Do they still give you headphones with no. it? I have so, the newest one you can get and they don't give you a charging brick or nothing. It's just the phone. Actually, they gave me a small USB cable, but that was it. Wow. Yeah, they're limiting uh, it, but I yeah. don't know where my AirBuds... AirPods knockoff AirPods are, so I'm using an old. Uh, you have an extra AirPod knockoff version. Really? You, Do they work well? Them? Yeah, they work fine. Do you want them? I'll take them. They're in Man, my you're everybody listening right now. You're getting a <laughs> generosity download that he's giving me. <laughs> okay, wait. I wanted to talk about this as an opener. I know you're opening for me. He's literally opening a bottle as he's about. No, to- I wanted to talk about how you. <laughs> You saw the video, but they were asking guys how often they thought about the Roman Empire. Yeah, that's wild. And a lot of guys said like once a week. And I can honestly say I think about it quite often. I think I might be at the once a week category. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely monthly. A lot of times it is once a week, sometimes multiple times a week. Passing thought. It doesn't have to be deep, but like, wow, Roman Empire. But I normally will think deeper about the Roman Empire. Yeah. Uh, usually anytime I get some type of news article coming my way and I start reading about it, I immediately revert to like Roman empire and a lot of guys like think about it. So this is funny. Like if you are a lady and (laughs) how many, how often are you thinking about the Roman empire? And if you have a husband, go ahead and ask him and you might be surprised at his answer. And I was trying to think of why men think about the Roman empire so much. What, what do you think? I think that a lot of men see it as a strong period of history where there was a lot of strength being exuded and they think of the outfit. They think of what the Roman centurions, they're thinking about the Roman soldiers, what they were wearing. And it's a picture of strength. And a lot of men yeah. are living devoid of strength Yeah, and they're drawn to that. Right. Well, it's just a, such a... what. Well, I agree with everything you said. It's one of the strongest empires that ever existed. And it kind of was like a flashbang, right? Came and it went. I mean, not, I don't know if I would say well, that. Not a flashbang, but. I think it was around six. Well, not 600 years. No. Well, the strength of it wasn't oh. around for 600 years, but there was a the time. The legacy period, of it. The legacy Ooh. of it, but it was around till 300 right. BC, AD. Yeah. I mean, and so many things in modern culture have come from Western civilization can point a lot back to Rome. Yeah. And a lot of lessons to, to learn some of the the mistakes as well. And whether we like it or not, a lot of what we practice in church goes back to that time period. I mean, you can't separate early church history from early Roman empire history. No. And even though the reformation happened, a lot of what we still do. Yeah. Traces back to the Roman Empire. It's just kind of funny. So if you're a woman listening to this, you can maybe answer that question yourself. But go ahead and ask your significant other or any type of guy in your life. Maybe it's your seven-year-old son's not thinking about the Roman Empire. But it's just interesting because I was like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah. You mean it's not normal to stay awake at night and think about the Roman Empire? Um, Anyways, that's neither here nor Nor there. there. 
But we are going to talk about something that will be pertinent and relevant to your life because it's relevant to being a Christian in general. And it's about the virtue <laughs> or the, really the fruit of the spirit, which is patience. You really got to draw a dichotomy between the fruit of the spirit <laughs> and virtues? No, but everybody, there's a common saying, I need to keep this bottle uncapped. I'm, Why don't you set your microphone down? Okay, thank you. Unscrew the cap to your water bottle, and then we'll get back to this podcast. Yeah, patience. Patience and long-suffering. Whoa, now I'm like, I almost talked into my water bottle because I'm holding both. Um, no, we're going to talk about patience. Because um, we were just making a, kind of a funny conversation about patience beforehand when you were to talk to pretty much anybody. Not not just... A lot of people will give this give this answer. You'd say, "What's God really dealing with you about, or what what's He working on with you?" What would they normally say? Yep. What I was saying to you, I've ran small groups probably for the past eight years, pretty nonstop. And whenever I engage with people on what God is working with them in a season, the common answer, at least for young adults that I've heard, is patience. Like God's just really been dealing with me with patience. And I always thought, really. <laughs> It's patience. I think sometimes it's an easy thing to say, uh, but biblically, patience is a big deal. Yeah. So patience, what are we talking about? We're talking about patience <laughs> and small group and my experience of what seems like maybe a cliche answer. Most of young right. adults in my small group have always said, God's working on me with my patience. Yeah. You know, work and then people, there's just so many challenging people and I just have to be patient. I think it's an emotion that almost seems automatic, like you can't control it or like anger sometimes, but running out of patience. We think it's just something, it's kind of like a, what do I say? I mean, it's not something that you lose. People say I lost Something that has patience. to run its course, like maybe right. a, an yeah. illness that just overcomes like, like you. You can't help pox. it. Hey, just give it three days yeah. and then put some chamomile lotion on and you're going to be okay. <laughs> you know, something with capsaicin in I it. I think the problem with that, maybe you're going to get into it and I don't want to sabotage the direction, but we wait for the emotion of, I'm going to just feel extreme amounts of patience for this person. And I really no, don't, don't think that that's what happens. I no. think you choose to operate in a decision that may or may not come with emotions that feel warm and fuzzy right. afterwards, but rarely are you led with those emotions. No. They're always a fruit of your decision. Yeah, it's it's definitely a choice. So the, the Greek word for patience is macrothumia, which kind of sounds like an illness that might take three days and a little bit of chamomile to get over. But it, <laughs> it's translated as patience. Uh, or long suffering. So it's a compound word. So macros means long or big. And then thumia means temper. So really, when you say you have patience, it means you have a long temper. So it's really not something that we lose. It's not like, oh, I've just lost my patience. When we feel like we have lost our patience, it means our fuse has kind of run out, which means we have to grow and develop it. So it's something that can grow. So we are wanting to lengthen that fuse um, and hopefully try not to light it at all and just really operate in some good long suffering with people. That's a faith confession of mine. Yeah. I know we were just in Oklahoma recently and we met with a great man by the name of Fabian and he asked me if I was always happy. And I had to tell him <laughs> yeah, that I actually I can have some blow ups and I have to work on them. And one of my faith confessions is I have a long fuse, Yeah, which means you can, you can start me up, but it's going to take a long time before I actually blow up. Right. Uh, and a good word to the wise here, when it comes, like a lot of things, I think your anger and all that stuff, there's it, there's a fuse attached to it. And there are certain like triggers of things that actually start lighting the fuse. 
And if you can figure out what those are in your life and kind of avoid the things that even light the fuse in the first place, you're going to be better off for it. Some things are out of your control. And I'm just thinking, but a purpose of the fuse is to remove people from the explosion. Now, if you're yeah. having a problem with exploding around other people, <laughs> notice fuse. when you get lit up and then the least you can do, maybe you're working on not having blow ups, <laughs> right. but remove other people from the situation by getting out and yeah. dealing with it with that, you and God. So other people don't have to deal with your insight. problems. Did you just figure that out? Well, the HG, Ooh. the Holy Ghost just gave that to me. That's amazing. A fuse is an act of mercy. Glory to God. We aren't right. even tapping into your notes yet, except for that well, Greek word. Well, that's so good. I mean, imagine if I, man, I was trying to light off a box of black cats. Hold up, Ter. <laughs> yeah. Back up, Ter. Uh, he's referring to a YouTube video of a guy who was too close to the fireworks, but he was in uh, one of those automatic wheelchairs and he couldn't get it to move. So the firework was just going off right by his chair and everyone's going, his name's Terry. And everyone's going, back up, Terry, come on, back it up, put it in reverse, Terry. And it's like a war zone around Yeah, there. yeah. That was really good. Um, that could be wisdom of the day. That was great. Uh, let me give you a few jokes on patience. It's always good to open up with some jokes sometimes. So I was reading a few of these jokes that made me laugh. So it's this, Lord, give me patience, because if you give me strength, I'm going to need some bail money to go with it. <laughs> Said, I had my patience tested. Turns out I'm negative. Uh-oh. And if you think patience is a virtue, try surfing the net with dial-up. Ooh, I don't know. I won't, most of the people listening to this are are older than us. Um, but I was kind of grew up in the in the advent of dial-up, um, which was very hard to deal with. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about patience. It's a fruit of the spirit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read um, Galatians five. Yeah, I didn't even put the verse reference down here, but. You know the word, bro. Um, Galatians 5, let's go to 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are, there's a bunch of them, idolatry. For an, there's just, there's only one F in there, for an, Fornication. Fornification. Fornification. Oh. Uncleanness. Uncleanness. Lewdness. Idolatry. The first one was adultery. Now you're hitting idolatry. <laughs> Sorcery. Whew. Hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, Envy, I feel like I'm in a different translation. Murders, that's obvious. Drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Here's the good part here. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which is that Greek word, macrothumia, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. So there's no law that limits you in the fruit of the Spirit. It's a great thing. God's not going to say, hey, I got to cut you off here. You're operating too much in this one aspect or this one fruit of the Spirit. Uh, you need to kind of slow down here. He says, no, you can grow and operate in these as much as you want. There's no law against them. You can't just operate in love on Sundays. No, there's no law against it. So feel free to grow in them as much as you want. You know, Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So 
The freedom I'm talking about is life in the spirit. It's limitless. And God is telling us that we're free to grow and develop as much as we want. So let's look at this again. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. This is really the key. It's very simple, but it's the key to breakthrough through most of us. But we tend to complicate it a lot, including myself. Um, we get frustrated. We say, man, if I could just stop sinning, my life would be better. Um, you know, we try really hard to try to, to stop doing a certain thing. And what happens is we get really good at turning away from something, but we're not really good at turning to the right thing. Um, so sin is this way and we say, no, that's bad. We turn from it. But what exactly are we turning to? So if we're not turning to the right thing, we're going to eventually just kind of circle back and end up in the place that was hurting us from the beginning. So Paul is saying, walk after the spirit. Yes. Turn from sin. Yes. Turn from fleshly desires, but don't stop there. You need to actively pursue, yeah. run, or really chase after the things in the spirit. And we were just having a conversation about this beforehand as well, about grace kind of seeming like this ambiguous and vague concept. And this kind of helped clear it up for me. I mean, it's still something that I need to grow in and, and learn how to access better. But, uh, you know, you can, you know, I could be struggling and barely holding my life together. And the super, you know, Christianese thing to say, you know, someone would come up to you and say, hey, let go and let God. Or they might say, you just you really need to tap into that grace. I'm going to encourage you to just really lean into grace. And you might be thinking like, okay, yes, but how, right. how do I do that? And I don't have all the answers, but, um, you know, I don't feel like I need this overabundant amount of grace to make a certain decision to walk after the spirit. I think that's what we're waiting for right. is the grace to come upon us and be like, Oh yes, I'm going to choose the spirit. Really. I think it's an act of natural obedience and just self-discipline and you got to choose the right thing to do. You choose to get up and you read your Bible. You choose to bite your tongue in that that moment. And then grace comes to really hold you in that decision. And then it makes it easier the next time to not make the decision that you're trying so hard to fight against. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm thinking also sometimes we separate the practice of it from the person of it. For example, the fruit of the spirit. Sure. It's your human spirit, but it's your human spirit in relationship with the Holy Spirit. And then with grace, I'm thinking of second Corinthians 13, 14, where it talks about the three functions of the Trinity. Paul finishes the letter by saying, may the love of God, the grace of Jesus and the communion of the yeah. Holy Spirit be with you all. And I was thinking of disciples, like how did they learn to walk the life with Jesus? What did they do? Jesus said, the first reason that you're going to be walking with me is to be with me. So as you're with somebody, you just become like them. Uh, I think a lot of times I try to do all these actions without thinking like of the present fact that I have the spirit with me or I have Jesus with me. And that makes a difference yeah. because I do so many things just like the people I hang around the most. And we say that. You are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm. Now, I I think that's the point of Galatians 5 with Paul, that these are warring with each other, but it's a fruit. It's not a, it's a work of the flesh. Like you have to really work it up. And then there's the fruit of the spirit. Right. Keep going. Oh. Find oh, your notes good. again. I was a random thought. <laughs> right. So I've said this multiple times and Pastor Mark really said it and he said grace meets you at the point of action or the point of decision. I think if you can understand that concept, it is going to take work to make that decision. But once you do, grace really comes in and it helps you. And really, grace isn't really about empowering you not 
to sin. It's about empowering you to continue living for him. And it's something that as you make, it's it's a, kind of like developing neural pathways. You choose the right decision once, then it makes the next one easier. Yep. And then after that, easier and easier and easier until you develop an actual neural pathway. And grace is the same way. Once you make that decision, grace helps you the next time to keep living in the decision you made. Um, so really when you were talking about patience, kind of we're waiting for that feeling or that emotion of patience to come before you start operating in it. It's the same type of concept here. You got to make that choice first. And so it's, it is a, a fruit of the spirit. And I, I kind of jumped ahead in my notes here, but the Greek word is macrothumia, which means long or a big temper. So here's reasons why, why do we want to be patient? Well, number one, it shows our love for God. Um, and number two, God rewards our patience. And that you find that in Hebrews 10, 36, for you have need of endurance, or that's that word long suffering. So that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So, um, a lot of things that are, that are promised to us in the word of God are going to be things that we have to wait for and have patience for. Um, and they're good things. So they're worth waiting for. Um, you think about like an Olympic athlete, um, how long they had to train to get to where they were. And probably a lot of those workouts were long and boring. Um, you know, there's an old song, which my dad used to listen to, <laughs> um, and it was called the book of love. And there's a line in there that says the book of love is long and boring. And so sometimes, you know, you, you talk about like the labor of love. Some things are kind of long and tumultuous, but if you love who you're doing it for, you love the outcome, you'll, you're willing to wait for it, um, and work through it. So Olympic athletes, you know, someone with their PhD had to take a lot of long and boring classes, successful CEOs, right. Can tell you all the lectures they sat through business meetings, things like that. And making it personal, you know, the process to get my wife here legally, um, cause she's Canadian. So we had to go through the immigration process. It was extremely long and it was extremely boring, but why did I endure through it? Well, because I love my wife and the payoff was worth the pain. Uh, so my love for her really motivated me to be patient with the process and to be steadfast and endure. So honestly, if you, if you truly love someone, you'll be patient with them or with the process to get to them, you will let patience have its perfect work. So the fruit of the spirit really can be defined through love. You know, first Corinthians chapter 13 displays all of these qualities through just one of them. Love, love is patient. So if you love someone, you will be patient with them. Um, so that's why it's such an important thing to develop our love walk. That's why God's dealing with a lot, everybody about love um, because everything else is, it kind of stems from that, from that first initial fruit. And I can't remember what you said about it. You said some really, I'm putting you on the spot here. You said a really great thing about the fruit of the spirit and how love was really the fruit and everything else kind of comes from that. You can reference this on the version app, but the paraphrase of the Bible, the Passion Translation, which is a paraphrase, they have a footnote that Galatians 5 says that the fruit of the spirit is love and then joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. First off, it doesn't say the fruits of the spirit, so it's one whole fruit. But the Passion Translation says the fruit of the Spirit is love, and in love you find all these different attributes, mm, Yeah, which is biblically and hermeneutically, if you look at the Bible by the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, you just mentioned it, love is patient. Right. So you obviously find patience in love. Uh, all roads are That's connected good. in the kingdom. Amen. Yeah, that is really good. Hebrews 6.12 says, by faith and patience, you will inherit the promise. So... 
Um, God's promised us some things, which means we're going to have to develop or lengthen that fuse um, and and really learn how to uh, to wait and wait the correct way. Um, so there's an interesting YouTube study out. Um, I wish I had the source for it when I wrote this down. So you're just going to have to believe me. <laughs> but it states that the likelihood of someone clicking on another video after the one that they're on buffers for just two seconds increases by 50%. And if it buffers for five seconds, it increases to 75%. And at 10 seconds, it jumps all the way up to 98%. So that means if you're watching the video and it pauses and it's got to load, if it loads just for 10 seconds, you're most likely going to click on another video. So that means only 2% of the people were patient enough to wait for the video to load, which is crazy because they all desire to watch the same video, but most of them let the inconvenience factor snuff out the desire. So most of us are really sincere when we say that we love God and that we love other people, but many times we let inconvenience uh, really snuff out the desire that we started with, right? You can, uh, you know, I tithed for a few days, but I feel like I'm going broke. I forgave a few times, but I keep getting hurt. I prayed for healing a few times, but I didn't see myself getting better. And we, we really have it all backwards. And, you know, James 1 uh, says this, it's, uh, in verse 2, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. That's your patience. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So when our faith is tested, it's an opportunity for us to grow in patience. But most of us say, this is too hard, and we walk away. We've let, we haven't let patience have its perfect work. And it's really counterculture right now. And we've talked about this before, but the instant generation really, uh, it's the convenience generation. I want to do what's ever most convenient for me. And usually what convenient, what convenience equates to what takes the, the least amount of time. Um, so we need to be careful and not let the need for convenience rob us of our promise because we are going to be inconvenienced in the waiting when it comes to our promise. Uh, Hebrews 6.13, for example, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no greater one to swear by, God took an oath in his own name saying, I will certainly bless you and I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Then Abraham waited, what? Patiently, and he received what God had promised. So there is a cost to the promise and it's gonna be patience. Um, Oh, I thought you were holding no, that's the mic just a up. good statement. Yeah. Uh, Romans 5, uh, 1 through 4. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character and character hope. So, Let's focus on the perseverance producing character part. We know that this word is still the Greek word for patience. It's that Greek word, macrothumia. So I'll give you a real life example of patience producing character. It's really in my own life. And if you've heard me, uh, if you've been around me, probably you've, you might've heard this story, but it's how I uh, really asked my father-in-law for permission uh, to marry his daughter. And he actually said no um, the first time. Well, the only time. I asked him, um, he said no. And that was kind of a hard pill to swallow. Uh, he rejected me and I really had a choice to either get better or get better. And I could have let what he said bother me, or I could have called him back and tried to manipulate the situation, twist his arm and say yes. 
but I didn't. Um, so God re- really reminded me of what he told me in my, in my bedroom, uh, a year prior, he said, you're going to marry her, but you're going to have to wait. And that was, I'm glad he brought that back to my remembrance. Um, then he gave me this verse, Hebrews six twelve. through faith and patience, you will inherit the promise. So, um, over the next seven months, I learned a really important principle, which is something that actually I think I first heard from you, but really was put into practice during the seven months, which is this, that patience is not simply waiting, but it's developing. I'm so glad I had a part to play in the process of you yeah. getting to be so with Brittany. I talked about patience is waiting, but how you wait is the most important part. So usually when God is delaying a promise, it's because you're not mature enough to handle that promise. You don't want Ron White patience sitting on a beanbag <laughs> eating Cheetos, right? No. Patience should be producing something in you. It's developing. It's developing. And so I had an opportunity for the next seven months to develop. And during that time, really, God began to work on my heart. And there was this really beautiful process of just refining and getting things out. And and he told me, he's like, hey, we're going to work on this together. Um, And during that time, so I actually went back up to Canada and stayed with them, which was really weird because God told me to never ask him again. Um, and I never did ask him again, but I'm staying in this dude's house. He rejected me. Talk about awkward. And so we're sitting at the dinner table and it's like the elephant in the room. Like, why am I even here? And when he, when he originally said, no, he said, I don't even know if you can work. Like you come up here and work for me. So I went up there and I, I worked for him for two weeks. Um, and he, it wasn't like, it was, he put me through the paces and, uh, we, I remember we stripped concrete forms. I was stacking hay. I was pulling trailers. I drove this big old loader. And I'll never forget this either because, and you've heard this story before. Not not everybody listening has heard this story, but I'm sitting in this massive loader and we're going through this field and he's prepping this ground for something, but he's getting all the major rocks out of the ground. And he has this bucket on his skidster with tines on it, which means it's just like bars. So when he scoops a big thing of dirt, all the dirt falls through and the rocks. Yeah, it's a rock bucket. Um, and then he would bring the rocks over to me into the loader and I would drive them to this big old pile. And I remember I'm just sitting in this loader and I'm like angry. I'm like, God, like this is, I'm putting a lot of work in for this dude. And I'm not allowed to ask him again. Like maybe he, maybe he's just getting free labor from me. And then I'm going to go back to the U S and I'm this thing with his daughter is going to be done. So I'm frustrated. And then God begins to kind of reveal what's going on. And he's dumping these rocks into my bucket and he goes, this is what's happening in your heart right now. And I remember just weeping in the loader. And I'm, I'm not sure if you saw me. Hopefully you didn't see me, uh, my father-in-law, because I'm driving this big old piece of expensive equipment, tears rolling down my face. I can barely see. And he said, this is why you had to wait, because there's some things that really you needed to develop and some things you needed to get out of your heart before I can bring this promise to pass. So he gave me a real life example in the moment and my heart changed then. And I'm not perfect now, but there were some things that definitely needed to change before we could get married. And the beautiful thing was this, cause God also told me this. He says, if I promise this and you really believe this is gonna happen, then um, I, you're not gonna be the one responsible for changing their hearts. I'll be the one responsible for changing their heart. And so the next year, um, in December, uh, he called me and said, Hey, you have my blessing. And I remember I came into the maintenance bay. Like, I remember we were working together. Yeah. And like, I got to take this call. And I was like, what the heck, man? Yeah. Like we're working. You can't take the call right <laughs> yeah. now. I was always a stick. Don't tell to the rules. 
<laughs> and he ran out and he came back into the maintenance bay and you were so excited. You're like, I can yeah. marry her. I can marry her. It's awesome, man. Yeah. So I really thank God for that time. It kind of sucked during the moment. And he put me through the paces, but I had to prove myself to him. You had a lot of neck pain. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <Kate>. Yes. <laughs> and back pain. All types of pain. Really emotional pain. But I thank God for that time because I would not be married now if Dean hadn't said no right. then. And you didn't manipulate him. Right. And then there would always be a hard spot in yeah. Dean Sabo's heart that... John just twisted my arm so hard that now I had to let Mary, Brittany marry him. Right. But God changed his heart. And that's like revelation knowledge. And now you have a great relationship with your in-laws. Oh, yeah. I love them. So that was December of 2016. So seven months after. Yeah. Seven months after he told me no, he called me on the phone and told me that I had Seven is the number of completion and perfection. You let patience oh. have its perfect work. <laughs> Let's go. And... The, the the beautiful thing about this is, you know, we kind of just touched on it, but I never once brought it up again. And I determined in my heart that if it was truly God's plan, you know, he would he would convince them. So faith and patience inherits the promise. And I just want to touch back on this again, because I think it's probably the most important thing we can get out of this is that a lot of times things aren't coming to pass when we want them to come to pass. And we think God is saying no, when really God is saying not yet. And there's a big difference. And if you wait the correct way, which is understanding that patience is developing, the not yet will turn into a yes. What you're telling us is don't mistake a comma for a period. Yes. You like that? Come on. <laughs> Could be a semicolon. Yeah. So you <laughs> you got to determine what it is because a semicolon and a comma are totally different. Semicolon is really just kind of a run-on sentence, right? It stops a run-on sentence from being a run-on I'm sentence. I'm never confident enough to put a semicolon in my right. Me neither. And when I do, when I see that, I go, wow, this person is... But like Jordan Todd probably is confident enough to put a semicolon in his writing, but not yeah. John P. Yep. So that's my talk on patience. There's a lot more we, that can be learned on patience, and I encourage you to dive into that subject a little bit more. But uh, my main takeaways, I guess, wisdom of the day is understanding that uh, patience is an emotion. Or, well, you, you can't... Well, it's a choice. <laughs> it's not an emotion that is just going to just well up on the inside of you and, and you're going to say, oh, I just have tons of patience right now. It's something that you actively have to decide and grace will help you stay in patience and understanding that a no, uh, a not yet from God is different than a no. And if a promise is delayed, it's probably something that needs to be worked on. So you got to wait the correct way, which is develop so you can, right, preparing you, God's preparing you for what he's prepared for you. So when you arrive in that place, you will occupy and it. not be occupied by it. Right. That's exactly why patience is so crucial because you can go into the promised land and not be equipped and you'll lose that promise. And those giants will whoop up on you. Yeah, man. You will be a grasshopper. Mm. They stomp you. Anyway, that's my wisdom of the day. Go ahead. My wisdom of the day came out of my faith confession that I have a long yeah, fuse. And the purpose of a fuse is to remove people from the blow up. So in the process, the patient process of you working on your temper, do everyone a favor, including yourself, so you don't have collateral damage by mm -hmm. removing yourself from other people and working on it with the Holy Spirit. I guarantee so you life will be better. Amen.
Can you pray? Yes, I will pray. Thank you. Father God, thank you for working patience inside of us. I thank you that we would choose to be patient. We would choose to follow your process of perfection so that we can look more like Jesus. Lord, I pray that we would do more than just hear the words that were shared today, but we would live in them. And I thank you, Father. We would eat the fruit of it, and the whole world would experience the fruit of the life of the Spirit in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, y'all. And we're wrapping it up. We'll see you next week. Again, we're not seeing you. Hey, let me know if you wanted me to do a video. I think that would be kind of a lot of work. I think it'd be cool. We could put it on YouTube, which we we could could. still put this on YouTube. We would just have a thumbnail with uh, audio spiking. I. If, What's interesting? Get it out there. I, I ask you guys a lot of questions. Like, let me know in person. I, I have yet to hear one person actually come up to me in person and tell me and answer the question I've asked them on this podcast, which can be a little. I just heard though that our podcast was discussed at a wedding. Which wedding? It was someone that Joe D'Elia knows who used to go to youth group, and then they found it, <laughs> and it was in a different state. Wow! So don't oh, be discouraged. Cool. Okay, I won't be. I'm encouraged about what's going to happen on the next Sewing and Growing podcast with J&J. Remember, it's Sewing and Growing with J&J. <laughs> <laughs>